I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Steelers week, but it's always Vols week around these parts. We bring in, hey, former teammate of yours, Vol for Life, a really, really well-respected member of this Vols team. Uh, His entire career at the University of Tennessee, Cameron Sutton, DB of the Pittsburgh Steelers, joining us on the program. Cam, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, Cam, man? We're doing good. We appreciate you coming (laughs) on the show. Listen, he he laughs in big moments. You miss me, man? (laughs) I miss it, man. <laughs> Cam, man. I miss your roll calls, man. I miss you. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. The roll calls, yeah. Is that the? Is that the? Is that what I'm? Is that what I think it is? It, no, yeah. it's Cam. It Cam, you tell me about. That's what she said. <laughs> no, nah. they missed that too. <laughs> they missed that too. Cam, I just want to say, man. Well, look. First and foremost, thank you for coming on the show. We're proud. Of, I'm proud of you've been a VFL and showing why we are great pros. No matter what the history of, of Tennessee has been recently, we're on our way up. But I got to ask you first, what's the temperature like right now in Pittsburgh with everything kind of up in a limbo? Business as usual? Well, first, I'm on, I want to say uh, thank you for God, thank you guys for allowing me to be on the show this morning. And um, it's an honor and privilege to be here with you guys this morning. And uh, the temperature is still the same, man. You know, um, we're still with the, same, with the same mentality. We're ready to go at the next opponent. And um, that's just something that doesn't change. Um, obviously, you know, in the culture, uh, my T is never going to give us that that uh, leeway of um, taking taking a step back and um, you know uh, not approaching the, the each week, each and every week um, as its own life uh, life as its own. And um, you know, regardless of what with all the protocols and everything going on around the league, um, as far as the coming week, you know, we're excited for another opportunity to um, display you know our our identity out there on the field and uh, go get another win, especially on the road. When you look at the fact that it was three weeks of play before anything happened and you had to expect, and I'm sure this was said in your locker room, it's been said in every locker room around the league, this was going to happen. Uh, So, yeah, it was a shock yesterday when the three Titans Uh players tested positive and everything kind of shifted for you. But were you a little bit more prepared just because – you had to see this happening somewhere in the league. It just so happened to happen in a game that you were about to play in. Yeah, for sure. You know, the league has done a great job. Um, as I, and obviously the, uh, the organizations have done a really good job of um, putting everybody in a, in a controlled environment to um, limit all the exposure to everything going on right now. And, um, you know, like, like you just said, we knew at some point it would catch up to um, a player here and there or personnel or someone around the building or something. Um, at some point, but uh, you know, obviously, you you, you go into those uh, situations. Um, you know, I guess we're kind of at that point now where we have a lot more information and um, a lot of different results and different things that we can um, attack this virus with as well, and uh, you know, bring bring guys back or bring whoever it is back uh, back healthier and and at a quicker rate. And I think uh, going forward, you know, um, they continue to do a good job with just. 
uh, controlling the environment, controlling all the testing, and uh, just putting a limit on uh, on this virus, and uh, you know, just moving moving his way on out the door. Cam, that's that's you bring up something that's that's very interesting, and we we hadn't really <clears throat> asked anybody here about that, but as far as walking into the building or being in the building at practice, you feel comfortable. You you kind of feel more comfortable there, or 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 or. Is how has it been for you going into the building as far as this virus is concerned with what teams are doing and what the coaching staff is is putting you guys up to as far as the challenge of, of controlling it? Yeah, yeah, mom, very comfortable. I mean, obviously, you get tested each and every day. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's more, you know, protocol hazard um, than that than being tested not just the days you're in the building, but um, off day as well. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, even though your time might be different on off day as far as coming into the building and um, your interaction throughout the course of the day, throughout the uh, in the building on off day, or you know, you know, some guys come again and get treatment. Some guys some live, some guys watch them, whatever they're, another, another um, however, however they schedule their days, and um, you know, like I said, we get tested each and every day. You know, um, obviously you have the signs and the protocols um, up throughout the hallways and the meeting rooms. Um, you wearing your mask, uh, obviously throughout the throughout the day, throughout the building, um, in and out of the building, and even guys carry outside of carry outside with them as well on the field um, just to be extra safe, extra cautious as well. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's very set in stone. Um, I will say, you know, like obviously not being in all 32 um, locker rooms and team environments, but I will say the league is definitely doing a good job of uh, pushing that upon programs and, um, you know, making sure those things are set in stone. Cameron Sutton, Steelers DB, Vol for Life, joining us here on Jmar to M. Ramon. We had somebody call Cameron, in the first hour and just kind of ask whether or not Mike Tomlin would would be reticent at all to try to come here to play. And we just kind of laughed that off. It's like, no, I'm sure he wants to play. But is there anybody in your locker room that would be uh, trepidatious just with everything that's going on, um, would be worried about it from a health standpoint? How has it been inside the inside your organization, inside your locker room in terms of how guys feel week to week and whether or not they're, they are comfortable enough and, and, and have no problem making this trip and coming to play no matter what. Yeah. Guys are very comfortable. Guys are very comfortable um, being in any atmosphere, uh, being around, um, you know, any teams or, you know, in, just being in any uh, situation um, as far as due to uh, COVID and, and, and all its protocols uh, placed throughout the season and throughout the year. And I don't think any guys are, you know, worried about, um, you know, how testing going to go or, you know, the layout of the game, layout of, you know, um, our downtime or, you know, the, the night before the game at the hotel or wherever, wherever we'll be at or any of those things. You know, our, our, our focus is on getting a win on the road. And, uh, you know, when you have teams or you have guys who are, you know, uh, <laughs> Mo, Mo would yeah. know what it's called in the program. And, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you guys are you making a lot of complaints and, you know, wasting a lot of time, um, you know, searching for answers that, you know, people around them can't give them. You know, obviously everyone's going through the same situations, the same things at the same time. And, um, you know, we're all trying to find a flow and a process in, in this thing together. You know, it, you know, it might be does a great job of keeping everyone, you know, um, informed, uh, keeping everyone um, up to date on, on what's going on, obviously, in the organization and what's going on around the league and outside the organization. You know, so guys are never out of the loop. You know, guys are never looking around and searching for answers and asking questions. Uh, because, you know, the same thing that is preached to, you know, not just one just individual, you know, it's preached to everyone throughout the organization. So um, everyone's all on the same page. You know, we all do this together. We're all in this thing together. And um, that, that's what it's going to take to uh, persevere through, you know, all the challenges and situations that are going to happen and occur throughout the season. 
Uh, Cam, you you know, like I know, being your former teammate in Pittsburgh, Coach Tomlin has a motto, hey, people are either glad you got your problems or don't want to hear about them. So mm-hmm. the fact that that's the way he's going to move forward this week with, with whatever's going on with this this uh, this this game, period, how, what's, what's the biggest challenges coming into Tennessee this weekend if we can transition into actually playing the game? What's, what's on you guys' mind? I think it's just the mindset to set the temperament for the week. You know, obviously, you know, you know everything feels great to be 3-0 and to be in the situation that we are in right now. Uh, but, you know, um, as a team, uh, where we're at, you know, we're not complacent on that. We're not um, set and solid and sold on just uh, being 3-0, and um, you know, and, and and leaving our season where it is right now. You know, obviously it's a great step to stone for us. Um, it's something that we're doing, you know, really going, really doing good with, you know, going into the season so far. And um, this is something to keep continuing to build build upon. You know, offense is, is playing really well for us. Defense is playing well, and then we're adding adding such things elements to the game as well. And uh, when you have those, all three phases playing together uh, throughout the course of the game, you know, um, it's not always the best team that wins. It's always the, the team that plays the best that wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when you come come each and every game day, you know, um, high energized, ready to go, especially in an environment like this with no fans, you know, not nothing, not knowing what to expect in certain some certain situations, um, you have to bring your own energy. Um, you have to bring your own passion. You know, you have to bring your own love for the game. And, uh, you know, that's what takes care of business out there on game days. Cam, when you look at Tennessee, let's assume there's going to be a game on Sunday. Um, and it's not really going to affect the offensive side of the ball if it's just the three guys that we know of right now. I am curious, mm-hmm. when you look at Tennessee's offense, what do you see as somebody that's going to be on the opposite side against them? Well, uh, you know, uh, Tennessee's offense is very balanced. You know, obviously it starts with the run game. You know, uh, Derrick Henry, obviously we know what type of runner he is. Uh, he, he's an OBS runner. You know, obviously he's, uh, you know, he's a load. <laughs> you know, all these different things, all <laughs> yeah. these, and everything that, you know, we know of him, you know, that that, that is who he is. And that's, that's very true to who he is. Um, very great player. Uh, and um, he's doing a lot of great things for that organization. And then obviously, you know, um, up front, you know, they do a great job of, uh, protecting their quarterback, and their quarterback is making a lot of great decisions um, decisions out there in the pocket, um, especially after they get the run game going. They got a lot of close receivers outside um, who can make plays with the ball and do the same things without the ball as well. And, um, you know, I feel like they're another um, organization who, you know, who is really tight, you know, who really plays together, who really loves the game, um, is going to bring their own energy and play physical and be ready to go. So, you know, like I said, we got to be able to match that, especially being on the road and uh, just going to another atmosphere, going to another territory, and take over. Cam, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank definitely. you for joining us, man. Uh, we hope that you make the trip. We hope you guys are safe. We hope they're able to play on Sunday. And uh, it's 2-3-0 and football teams. This is yes. what you want. Hey, you can't ask for nothing better than that. Thank you, guys. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. And Cam, one more thing, too. You ready? Go Vols. <laughs> That's it. Go Vols, baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's Cameron Sutton. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ryan Shazier to Jmar to Amber Ramon. Ryan, we we are just thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome in. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, appreciate being on the show. Man, I gotta say this. When I remember when Ryan came to the uh the, the the team and the first training camp we had, okay, I didn't know much a whole lot about Shay. I knew it was the first round that he was gonna be really good, but you don't recognize how good somebody's gonna be. And I'll never forget we were doing uh basically nine on seven. And I went up to the second level to try to get Shay's there, and he dipped under me. And I'm thinking, dude, you're supposed to hit me. And Shay was like, I'm not about to hit you guys. What you mean I'm supposed to hit you? And he's making tackles <laughs> out of his world, okay? And I say that to say you were a guy who knew who you were as a player more than anything, and you knew what you was brought into the team to do. That was, hey – to make tackles and be able to cover. You have, I think, in my opinion, it changed the way teams scout linebackers. And you see that teams that are able to have linebackers that are able to cover tight ends is something that's that's moving forward in this league. Would you would you agree on that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh yeah, it was definitely funny. I remember I still remember that to this day. <laughs> um we used to we used to do all those drills and I was like, man, like you remember, I used to talk to y'all all the time about like what y'all think I should do better. Anyway, yeah. So like I would be like, man, like I'm not about to just run into y'all. I'm I'm two two twenty at most, and I'm like I'm not about to just run into y'all. And when I when I can avoid y'all and still do the same thing that I could do if I was to run into y'all, and it was like, yeah, no, nah, you're right. So, mm-hmm. nah, but yeah, the teams are definitely changing the way they 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 game plan and, and build their teams now for sure. Ryan, um. How difficult was the process for you in just making the decision that that you were going to have to walk away from the sport that you loved and it given so much of uh, of of this part of your life to just all the preparation and everything that you had done? Just how difficult was it for you to say goodbye to that chapter and, and see what the Lord had for you later? Um, it was definitely it was definitely uh, tough, um, but I think the fact that I had these. Two and a half, three years, you know, me rehabbing, trying to get back, kind of helped me, you know, uh, weave me into it a little bit. It kind of, you know, prepared me a little bit because since I was not uh, playing in those games and I was kind of coaching and kind of scouting, it kind of gave me some wiggle room and just let me see how things are not actually playing. So I think that kind of 
made it a little easier for me. But I know, like, even for Ramon, I, I don't know what all Ramon has said, but I know just playing the game of football, we've been playing that since we were kids. So just not to be able to play that anymore, it's going to be hard to try to get that, that same type of uh, feeling from anything else. It's, 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 it's kind of unreal. Like, when you get to play a sport and you're really good at it, you try to find something else in in life that actually equates to that. It, it's pretty hard at first. So uh, right now I'm trying to just figure things out. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's one thing I've always admired about you as as a pro, though, is the fact that – and as a younger, you know, you, you see guys come into the locker room. When they come in kind of matters a little bit. You were always a guy, man. And I remember asking you one day, why are you dressing up every day? You used to walk in with your, your satchel over your shoulder. You'd have on your Chelsea boots, and you'd be fully dressed like you were getting ready to go to a game. But all you were doing is coming in, changing your clothes, and going to watch film. Your level of professionalism as a young guy, man, especially with you know the way young guys come into this league now, you inherit a lot. There's a lot that comes yeah. into you. I always say you go from being just a young man to you. a lot of guys become the apex of their family. Everybody looks to uh, speak about the maturity of of being a true pro is something that we're trying to you know tell everybody about the young guy here with uh, Isaiah Wilson and his development. Is you got to turn that switch on a little bit. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a switch you got to turn on um, because, like you said, you're going to be the apex of your family at the end of the day. You know, people still you know go to your mom and dad for things, but you know at the end of the day, sometimes you're I, I, I don't want to say the breadwinner, but you are the breadwinner of your family. So, um, you know, sometimes people would lean on you when it comes to certain things and start to build their life around you a little bit. And I think a lot of guys don't understand that. And, you you know, they just still try to live in the moment of, hey, I'm in the NFL and I'm, I'm good at football. But they don't really look at it like, hey, this can be going any minute. And that's one thing I'm actually happy about, you know, that I did do that when I was playing because it, I'm not playing, but at the end of the day, it, did, it does feel good to know that I gave everything I had and I didn't leave nothing out on the field. You know, um, and I feel like a lot of guys do because they're just, they're more happy about being there than actually trying to, you know, get the job done or actually try to be good at their job. And, um, I'm, and, and like, I'm going to get back to like what I was saying before. Like, I remember, I used to go to you and Pounce and be like, hey, man, um, I know I'm, I'm a pretty good linebacker or whatever. And yo, like, man, man Ryan, you're probably one of the best people in the, in the league. And I'm yeah. like, man, I know. But at the day, I still need to figure out, like, how to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want to figure out how to beat the best player at every position to try to get to be the best player in my position, you know? Well, that's a lot of guys out here not even worrying about being the best. Yeah. So they just want to, they just want to just, make money and enjoy life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in the days, when, you, when anybody has a job, it's important to try to do your best at it, you know. So I, and I just want to always bring my best foot forward. You at the draft a few years ago, and just what, a, what an emotional moment, what a hopeful moment, um, just seeing how far you had come and, and how hard you had worked, just as you had worked so hard to stay on the field throughout your career in college and certainly early in the pros, you just knew what you had had to do to get to that moment. What what did that moment mean to you? And at the same time, uh, did you feel the love from not just Steeler Nation, but NFL fans across the globe just for, for what it meant to see you in that condition, just, just being as much Ryan Shazier as you could be? 
No, that that definitely was a huge moment for me. Um, because just to be able to go out there and just show everybody, hey, I'm, I'm getting better. And um, I was definitely getting prayers and text messages and and, and uh, messages from people all across the country and um, some in uh, some places of the world. And I definitely felt the love. And I felt like I just wanted to, you know, let them all know, hey, thank you all for your prayers. Thank you all for your support. Um, I'm getting better, and I'm going to continue to get better. And I kind of just wanted everybody to have a little peace. Uh, um, just have a little bit of peace just to see what I'm going through. But, like, but not as in, hey, oh, look, Brian is doing so bad, but more of a, oh, man, like, I, I never thought he would walk again. It's amazing that he's able to walk and, you know, and he, he's doing well. I, I kind of wanted everybody to just be able to see that. So that really helped motivate me. And then um, I talk about this all the time. Like, I feel like all that support really pushes me to want to uh, continue to be better and continue to want to be play football and things like that because I just knew how many people cared about me. And it wasn't even just filler fans. It was just people in general. And I was just truly thankful. So I was, I definitely wanted to uh, do that. And that moment was amazing for me. Former Steeler and now current media member Ryan Shazier, Ramon Foster's former teammate, joining us on the show. Ryan, also this year we finally get your your conference, the Big Ten, back on the field. How excited are you to see your boys up north being able to play this year, especially with having Justin Fields? And you guys always have high draft picks and high pedigree guys. What does it mean to finally be able to give those guys the opportunity to chase their dreams? No, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I don't really cry about a lot of stuff, but when they say Ohio State was about to play football, I was like, damn, I almost started crying. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> no, because it really, it really is it's like, I'm like, damn, like, I feel bad for those kids, but I also was like, last year, you know, Ramon, you was there, I felt like we got cheated out of the, the game. Not cheated, but <laughs> it was a lot of bad calls, you yeah. know, and I feel like, damn, like, LSU was really good, but I feel we were a better matchup for them than Clemson. And I was thinking, oh, like, man, this year, this team is solid. We pretty much had a lot of guys come back, even though we had a lot of guys leave. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, they, this is a championship contending team. And then when they took it away from them, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, <laughs> I was like, this is some bull. And then yeah. like, to see that they're back out, they all were so happy. Um, I just hate that, like, it's almost like uh, NFL. It's, they don't have any preseason games or anything to warm up, so I hope they just don't slip up like uh, LSU did. Yeah, that's that's the biggest point of, of of them being able to play this late. You know, with camp going on as long as so. Do do you see them being a a playoff contender this year also in Ohio State? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you're such I a gamer, like man. <laughs> you you are <laughs> such a gamer, right? Wow. Why, why you say that? Because you all about your Ohio State. This guy used to walk into the team meeting room or the team dinner room, man, and just look at guys when Ohio State was on or be the first one. Hey, turn the channel to Ohio State game, man. I loved watching watching you turn up for your Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, man. You know, you know when, when Tennessee has a good game, you, you know, you 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 throw your Tennessee shirt on and stuff like that. <laughs> I just, you know, it it always felt good. It was always good until uh, you know that last game of the year when everybody throw it back to your face, you know, but. <laughs> But uh, no, nah, but I definitely think this team is is legit. You know, I think our quarterback, he, him and him and Trevor, um, 
to me, you can draft either one and, and have a good opportunity. You know, uh, I think both of them can be leaders of uh, of a franchise. Um, but, you know, we have a good core. Um, he has good receivers around him, and our defense is always good. You know, we always have a lot of cornerbacks. And um, I think they said Sean Wade and our old linemen decided that they wanted to opt back in and play. Yeah. So I think this is I think this is going to be a really good season for us, especially because they don't have to play twelve games; they don't have to play eight. I think. Yeah, Ryan, I wanted to ask you one last thing uh, before we unfortunately have to let you go, and that is just sometimes when people leave something, they can't watch it, they can't be close to it for a time because there's like a grieving process and just trying to get over it. You don't seem to have that mentality do you enjoy and are you able to fully enjoy watching the Steelers watching the NFL watching college football as much as you feel like man I can still do this uh in my mind uh you know you can and you know you've moved on but are you still able to fully enjoy it as a fan um I think it's actually easy a little bit easier for me to enjoy it and you know it, it sucks playing but I, I actually talked to my wife about this I mean, two days ago I said uh, I don't look at football the same as I did before I got hurt. Um, before, when I used to watch film and just watch people play, it's always analyzing something. And obviously, I'm in the media, so I'm analyzing. But like the media is more like you're analyzing stats and things like that than analyzing what somebody else's job is um, or like doubting them. So I'm actually just watching the ball. You know, it just if if somebody makes flash, I watch that, or I'm just watching a certain person that I like a lot, you know, instead of actually, or it's, it's 37, let me see what, you know, what the Ravens are about to do. And even when I used to just watch college when I played, I still would be like, oh, in this situation, 37, they're about to have to go for it. They have to go for the six. It's going to be a deep, deep pass. You know, so it was like I always had to. I always did that, but now I literally just watch it. Um, the people ask me questions, like to analyze the play or, or scout anybody, I can do that. But you know, I don't really do it as much no more. I just do it. I just do it more just for the fun of being a fan, and it's you know, that's not bad to me at all. So I enjoy it. Ryan, we appreciate yeah. it. We 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 need to get you back on. Uh, this just flew by, just like we knew that it was going to. But we we can't thank you enough for making time and and just sharing a little bit of time with us this morning. Thank you, Ryan, man, and definitely also he's uh Ryan he's he's uh on with the ringer right absolutely. Now. Check him out, man. This football was just a stepping stone for you, man, and I know that for sure. And I'm looking forward to seeing you grow even bigger with this than anything else. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me, man. Demora Smith, executive director of the NFL Players Association, joining us right now live on J-Mart and Ramon. Uh, we appreciate your time, Demoris. Thank you for Thanks joining for us. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm all right, man. Good to have you on today. Um, it, this is a, a crazy uh, situation, I guess, more. I don't want to call it a crazy time, but a crazy situation. The first thing I got to ask you, D, is what what went into the decision as far as been, like us delaying the game more than anything? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, um, I, I got to start this off by saying thanks for being such a great leader for so long um, as a union rep. I really appreciate it. I know our players appreciate it. Um, I'm going to miss you um, because we, we sorely need a lot of uh, great leadership. But, you know, getting right to it, um, we made the decision 
based on certainly the the positive tests that were coming in, and I guess the second factor was that um, a couple more positives uh, trickled in later on. You know, from the beginning of this, Ramon, when we started tackling this back in March, um, we made a decision that we were going to do our best to protect the people in football. Uh, You know, I know everybody loves the game, uh, but it's played by, um, you know, fathers, sons, uh, the people who work in our uh, facilities come and, and take care of us in stadiums, we've got to protect them. So we made the decision based on the number of positives, the fact that a few more trickled in, and we can do our best to get the game rescheduled. Uh, but that's the right decision in order to make sure that we protect our uh, our people. DeMorris, did you guys – well, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It just was. You're not in a bubble environment in the, NBA, in the NBA. We saw what happened in Major League Baseball. Eventually, this is going to happen. You hope it doesn't happen again, but it's probably likely that something to some degree will happen again. What did you guys on the NFLPA side have in terms of your contingencies or what you were going to put into motion as soon as you find something like this out when it, when it finally broke on Tuesday morning? Well, yeah. I mean, look, the the good news about this is this is something that we planned for. Um, we came out of rep meeting, uh, Ramon, probably, yeah. what, mid-early March? Early March, yep. Um, when we were down in Florida, uh, I finished John Barry's book on the 1918 influenza at Wednesday, and uh, we formed the NFLPA COVID committee um, that Friday. Um, and the idea was was pretty simple. How, knowing the the nature of this virus at the time and certainly how um, fast and how quickly it can spread. How do we take care of our players? How do we try to get through an NFL season? And we're just simply make decisions based on science. So, you know, our players get tested every day. Um, We have uh, both uh, human-based and scientific-based contact tracing. Uh, We insist on our players uh, and people in the Tier 1, Tier 2s uh, to maintain social distancing, uh, to wear masks. And, and frankly, when this incident happened, we were able to quickly identify who tested positive, uh, able to quickly identify how much contact they had uh, with people in the facility and on the field, isolate them, seg- um, segregate them, quarantine them, and then engage in further testing. So, um, you know, this is something that we've prepared for. We certainly hope it doesn't happen again, but we're well prepared for it. Do you feel like, or, or from the information have you gathered, do you feel like the Titans organization in the in the beginning, before all of this was known, did things the right way? And and how do you feel like the yeah. league and certainly the team has handled things since they found out about Shane Bowen and then certainly the players and some of the staff members a couple of days ago? Yeah, I'm not going to get into a lot about um, you know the Titans team specifically because we um, I think it's important, um, and, and I insisted on this at the beginning, that if we did have an outbreak uh, somewhere, that we would be engaging in a um, sort of a forensic analysis of how the individuals uh, became infected, uh, a review of the protocols, a review of how closely the team was um, adhering to all of the protocols. And that's happening right now, uh, and and we will certainly find out what happened and. I think that's important because um, this is a novel and emerging virus. And everything we learn about how someone got infected or how it spread helps us to prevent it down the road. So it's not so much designed to try to catch people 
um, who may have done something wrong. It's all designed to try to figure out how can we manage this better, uh, not only in football, but frankly, we've got NFL up and running, and yeah. we're back to work. And I think that's a not only a good message for, for the sports world, but um, we were able to employ protocols that got our business up and running, and I think by doing this the smart way, this is the, the way that, frankly, almost every business in America can come back if we can just get our heads around how we need to manage this. Executive Director of the NFL Players Association, Demora Smith, joining us on J-Mart and Ramon here on The Zone. D, just to answer something, I guess, from a fan's perspective, uh, or I guess to elaborate on a little bit, you know, there was a question circling, well, why, why expand the practice squad if we're still going to shut the game down? And that's the question, I guess, it would be a good one to answer for everybody that's listening is, why not? Why continue on with the game, or why not continue on the game when you can? I guess they, they assume you can just post guys from the practice squad. Yeah. Well, you know, again, and that's a great question from a from a fan uh, perspective, and and certainly I know that uh, Steelers players, uh, Titans players yeah. want to play. Uh, our fans want to see our guys and our teams play. Um, the goal here, however, is to get through the season, and and while you can make short-term um, decisions about doing everything to try to make sure that the game goes on, I think you run the risk of um, not coming up with firm answers of how this happened in the first place. Yeah. And you just simply kick the can down the road and you run the risk of um, not finding out how this happened and, and letting it happen again. So to me, I would much rather have our fans and our players focused on how we get through a season uh, because I think you heard this on the calls when we were getting ready for, for um, the off season, when we were getting ready for training camp, mm-hmm. um, as we have found out, anybody can start a sports season. It's increasingly hard to get through the whole thing. And we're going to get through the whole thing because we're going to base all of our decisions on science. We're going to follow their lead. Um, and we're going to sit to our protocols. And when something like this happens, we're going to find out what went wrong and we're going to fix it. Science, safety, health, your first concern. And then the integrity of the game has to be near the top of that list as well. You had a couple of players from the Steelers that that seemed a little bit miffed on social media yesterday. We heard Mike Tomlin say it doesn't matter if we if the bye week gets moved and it's the seventh or the eighth week. I know there's a couple of different plans out there, but just how much are you trying to keep just the idea of fairness uh, in mind, uh, just considering you never know what's going to happen with the rest of the year. Yeah, look, and, and the, the integrity of the game, competitive balance is something that, um, you know, we, we all work hand-in-hand uh, hand with. You know, <laughs> Ramon's heard yeah. this a lot. I, I, I don't usually have a whole heck of a lot of great things to say about Roger um, <laughs> and the league because we tend to do battle with them uh, nose-to-nose. I, I think they've done a great job um, being a partner in, in getting our season up and going, and they share our concern about getting through an entire season. And I certainly understand, uh, you know, spent a lot of times in that, uh, in that Steelers locker room, yeah. in that Steelers uh, meeting room. And you know that, you know, Ramon can tell you, sometimes we go in there and shut the door and we, we go at it. Uh, but at the end of the day, here's our goal. Um, everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that should be our focus. I think getting through the entire season should be our focus. And um, we've got um, a way to manage uh, if games get moved 
And I think we should employ all of those things with that Super Bowl championship in mind. Are you, is it possible that the Super Bowl or the playoffs can get backed up to create extra space since there wasn't mm-hmm. that added empty week in there that, that some have spoken of as saying, hey, if you had an empty week in there, you could yeah. kind of shuttle all these problems yeah. late into that spot. But since that's not there, is that also on the table? Um, season schedule is always on the table. Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the goal here, however, is. Um, to keep our games on schedule. If we have to make slight modifications, we, we will. Um, but right now, instead of looking at you know, what happens in the playoffs, I can tell you that week to week um, in the National Football League, for those on our COVID task force um, who work with the league and work with the union, it's week to week. Um, you, know, you wake up at you know, 6 o'clock this morning and you find out that the President of the United States has tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's changed the outlook of what happens during this week, right? Yeah. So our job is to focus on making sure that uh, our players are safe um, and that, you know, each week we get our games off. And if we have to make an adjustment uh, for some teams, um, let's do that. But let's do it with a goal of getting the entire season um, played. Yeah, and another thing too, uh, we, we you know we 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 speak about uh, player safety and whatnot. And last night there was a game in which a young guy who was previously on the injury report uh, on the Jets backed in the left tackle, the high first round draft pick. Is there something to look forward to as as far as a conversation with Gase or his protocols that he should not have had the kid in the game? As far as just putting guys in a bad situation, you know, we saw AJ Brown uh, tweet out before the game was canceled. You know. Guy was protecting him for yeah. something, meaning he's injured right now. May have played this weekend, but actually, that 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 actually turned out to be a good thing for him. The fact that he mm-hmm. didn't have to play this week is that something to look into with Adam Gase in New York? Yeah, well, we've got you know, Ramon. Football's changed a lot since uh, since 2011. Um, we've got protocols that went into place in 11 about our ability to review uh, decisions to to um, not only play uh, players in games, but what happens to them in games, we're, we're obviously taking a look right now about what happened in the situation of Tyrod um, yeah. and, and the medical decisions there. So, you, you know, I don't really shy away um, from taking hard looks at um, the medical care uh, for our players. I expect every one of our players to be treated like a patient first um, and not a player first. Um, we want our doctors to treat our players um, as patients first, to give them the right information um, so that they can make the right decisions. And if for any reason we believe someone was um, put in harm's way in a way that either without their consent um, or put in a situation uh, where the medical judgment should have been uh, to, to decide another way, um, this union is going to do an investigation, and if we find the doctors or people did the wrong thing, we're going to come after them. You did say, I wanted to ask this before we let you go, uh, you did say earlier that obviously you and Goodell are more adversarial, or the League and the Players Association have found themselves on opposite opposite sides of a lot of issues, but... Uh, when you look at just this year, and you said it's tough to start a season, it's even tougher to finish one, I actually feel like the NFL has done a good job at just yeah. getting through three weeks of the regular season without a bubble and this being the first incident that happened. And I think that that's a credit to you guys in the Players Association as well as the league for, for finding a way to make this work when a whole lot of nations in this world simply can't. 
hundred percent. And and thanks for that. Um, you know, Ramon can uh, can tell you and and, and fill a fill probably a year of what it means to to be a leader in a union. Um, you know, things for the most part work out well, but he'll tell you um, that as a union leader, it doesn't happen by itself. No. Um, you know, we try to bend things in a way that are in the best interest of our players to keep them safe and, and certainly to make sure that the game is safer. The league has done a great job. Um, we've, we've got there after we butted heads um, pretty much all summer on, on hammering out how we thought uh, off-season training camp uh, in the season should progress, and we got there. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a great story right now of how we can work together um, but it also means that sometimes you do have to butt heads in order to, to make sure that, um, uh, player health, player safety is, is the, the first and, and, and utmost priority. And, and like you said, we've been fortunate, uh, over the, the last three, four weeks, but it's week to week. And, uh, I think as long as we keep our heads focused on this, then, um, we have a good chance of making it through the season. One quick thing here at the end. Do you have any idea what the timetable is to know for sure uh, when Titan Steelers is actually going to happen? <laughs> mm. um, uh, no. Um, we're going to take certainly take a look at, um, you know, when it can be rescheduled. And I think, you know, focusing right now, and I'll just be blunt, um, right now almost all of my attention is focused on um, our after-action reports that we do uh, for, uh, the, the Sunday games that comes, we do that on Thursdays and and Fridays. Um, so we're doing that now to make sure that we run the traps on the protocols that were, um, followed, not followed in the week before. Then the second thing is we, uh, wait for positive, I'm sorry, wait for testing results that Mm -hmm. come out, um, for the upcoming Sunday. And then we carry it uh, week to week. And then we'll take a look at what we can do about rescheduling this game probably early next week. Yeah, we appreciate it. We really Definitely do. It's do. been great, great conversation with you, Demoris. Thank you, Frank. thank you very much. Absolutely, much appreciated, D man, and thank you for everything, especially getting the CBA done so we can uh, <laughs> we can continue to play ball, man. That was that was huge. Nobody knew this was coming like this. Yeah, no, no, and I'm glad we got it done too because I I can't imagine being in this situation without a without a good long-term deal that we can frame. But yeah. uh, I appreciate it, and anytime you need me on the show, give me a call. Absolutely, D. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. That is DeMora Smith. He is the executive director of the NFL Players Association.